Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. So, if you had to pick the scariest place on the planet, where would it be? In a field of bears. In a field of bears. That's ironic, considering what I'm going to talk about later, but okay. I know. A field of bears. I can see why. The field of bears could be literally anywhere, but the bears themselves make it the scariest place on Earth. If the bears weren't there, it would no longer be so scary. It's like me and sharks. So, being in the ocean is what's most scary to you? Probably, because it's vast and goes on forever, and you can't see the end. And no matter how carefully you look, um, you can't see the bottom. So it's kind of scary. But did you ever think that for some people, the scariest place on Earth is the Internet? I know people who have the scariest place on Earth is the Internet fear. Yeah, and they all get worried. Talking to you, Russell. They all get worried because (laughs) every place needs a password to protect your security. Yet, most people pick a single password and use it for everything. I know people whose password is quite literally their first name. And maybe a miscellaneous one after. Why do you do that? Well, so essentially you're defeating the whole point of why they have a password and a username in the first place. Well, and the worst is when their password is their first name with like a miscellaneous digit and the first name and miscellaneous digit are also what makes the before the at sign of their email address. Well, like you made me think of something, you know, made me think of something. How about people who go around... Um, selling themselves as experts on technology projects, as project managers, web developers, videographers, etc. And that they understand SEO and they know how to do all this stuff. But yet, when they would set up a simple WordPress site, they would leave the admin user as admin. And then the password was like BC or DC 1245. Or the people who leave. I mean, it. like, like that's the person's initials and a number. Yeah. Twelve forty-five. Or the people who don't change their router login, and it's quite literally admin with a blank password field. Yeah. Or a default password that you can find lists of online. Yeah, that's funny. Like, I get it, but isn't that a good way to get hacked? Like, all hacked? Like, completely fucked hacked? Well, then the other thing that goes on is they put the sticker at the bottom of the damn router. So if you had a cleaning person that you, and I'm putting the air quotes up there, trusted to be alone in your home, they could take pictures of that stuff and be getting in from outside and hacking your router. Freaky. That's it. Nobody's allowed in the house. Keep everybody out. Seal up well, the windows. I'm done. No more no, people. No, I'm changing the password. <laughs> it's not going to be the same password that's there. 
I still don't think anybody should be allowed in the house. Oh, that's up to you. I don't care. But, <laughs> but there's people who that is the, the internet is the scariest place on earth for them. And they need some kind of security. So like talking about people having such simple passwords that they use on every website. The best solution, and if you really get into it, this is the best solution, mm -hmm. is to use a program like LastPass and let it pick and save every password that you use on the internet. Yeah, as long as it saves them consistently, it can pick whatever it wants. Exactly. My password could be fartweasel123. I don't no care. No one cares. Because you just let it pick the passwords for you. And it will generate a random password for each site, but it will store that information right right there for you. And one of the things that they did that was really smart when they built that software was to enable you to see the password if you have the admin password for the account. Do you... Do you brilliant. Do you remember when cell phones first got the ability to store contacts mm -hmm. and people whined that it meant people were no longer going to remember anybody's phone number? Mm -hmm. And now it's happened. Yeah. Nobody remembers anybody's phone number. Uh -huh. That's what's happening to me using LastPass. Now... I can't even sign into my Apple account without going to LastPass because it's picked something incoherent as my password. And I have to go get my password from LastPass before I sign into I don't Apple find account. it as easy to use on my phone, okay? But that is a major advantage when you basically told me, hey, you should use it for everything. Just use it. Yeah. And you convinced me that it was a decent tool and you just had to die like any other tool... You can't be scared of it and dip your foot in. You have to just jump in. You either have to use it or not use it. Right. You can't can just part one. way using it. <clears throat> but what you what you taught me was by putting that stuff in there, while I don't like the interface on the phone, I can open it up in the phone. I can view the password. I can even copy the password. Well, and then I can paste the password wherever I want on my phone. It's become as simple as, like, you know when you're viewing what the list of password looks like on your phone and there's that funky yeah. little wrench icon on the side? Yeah. You know if you just tap that, it copies the password for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to view the password. It's wonderful. Yeah. Sometimes I want to view the password because someone else is asking me for it, like one of right. the kids. But then... On top of so you need a password manager, and if you use it like it's supposed to be used, let it set all your passwords for you, and nobody cares what they are because they're stored there. And if you really need to see them, you can. But why would you ever need to see them? As long as it logs you in, who cares? Right. Okay. And the second thing you need is a VPN. For most things. So that you don't get tracked what you're doing and where you are. And it's you know I've seen things online about people say why would you care. That your track, where you go is tracked and blah, 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 blah. Well, most of the time I don't. But sometimes I do. And I have a VPN for those sometimes. Because even if you're using the VPN, if you're using Google Chrome, somebody's still watching you. Right. So, like, that's kind of irrelevant. But... Sometimes I care and sometimes I really don't. Like, if I'm just browsing Facebook or doing some work on my computer, I really couldn't give two shits if Spectrum is watching. Well, the thing that I found recently is called Tunnel Bear. And Tunnel Bear has this cute little bear animation and stuff, but <laughs> what it comes with also is a browser extension 
that encrypts the traffic inside the browser as well. So mm-hmm. a lot of the data collection gets defeated. But see, I'm going to tell you that I would be willing to guess that a lot of the Google tools, including YouTube and Gmail, aren't going to work very well if you're using something like that. Because I'm going to guess that at times they're checking for that and then glitching out when it doesn't exist. Yeah, we've had this discussion essentially before where you care a whole hell of a lot more than I do that Google's watching. Like, it really bothers you and I just... I don't give a shit. Happy tracking. Enjoy the fact that I look up super weird things that I don't know what are. But they shouldn't get for money ex- because you do that. For example. But they shouldn't get money because you do that. You should get money because you did that. It's your data to sell, not theirs. You own it. So you're saying Gmail should be paying me to use Gmail? Yeah. Isn't that an interesting concept? They make a crap ton of money off the advertising that you get forced to look at. Or maybe Google should have to pay all of us a certain amount of money for every minute of advertising they force us to look at. Do you know that literally nobody would use any other email provider again if Gmail started paying people even a measly $5 a month to use Gmail? Yeah. And they would collect data from literally everyone. Yeah. And nobody would be able to whine about it because they're being paid for their data. Yeah. Google, if you're listening, we're geniuses. I'm sure they've thought of this. They're not listening either, are they? No, but I'm, I think they've thought of this. I think we should tag them when we post this on the internet. <laughs> but I think they've um, thought of this. But um. So that means there's something we're missing or we don't know about in the equation. Probably the number of contracts people would have to sign with them to be paid for them to have your data. Yeah. And then the enforcement of it all. Yeah. It would be pretty hairy. I'm sure it would be furry, but I'm sure Google could figure it out. They seem pretty smart. They do have lots of information. One of the things that they would have to disallow is pop-up blocker. If you're getting paid, then you can't use a pop-up blocker. But if I was getting paid, I might care. But how do they police that? There are so many sites out there that do not allow me to use my blocker anymore. See... Allegedly, when Proposition 64 passed in California, the reason that while technically it was legal to possess marijuana at that point in time, and it still was not legal to sell marijuana because you were not licensed, the reason that it allegedly took a year and however many months was because they wanted to have like a plan in place that they just jump off and go with, okay? Hold hold, hold on a second. This took a year to plan? Yeah, and in the planning of it, it turns out to be shitty because here we are seven months into it and they just managed to stop the major advertising arm of the industry from advertising illegal places. And you know what I'm going to tell you? It's just I don't know for a fact that this happens, but I'm going to tell you that I think some of the places figured out that what... Weed Maps is really looking for is a license number in a certain format, and they're not actually validating that license. And so I think they're, people are getting smart and they're putting a license number in there in the correct format that it would be in. And there you go. Your thought and my thought were all very similar. My thought was that people are sharing the license number. <laughs> 
and like taking turning themselves into a pseudo chain, of... which is against the law. Well, so it's because one a fake license, license but one license. Well, no, it's not against the law. They're just getting around the advertising functionality of. They're weed already maps. breaking the law. They're by being committing fraud dispensary. against weed maps, but they're committing fraud against weed maps. They're going to be in trouble with weed maps. They're going to be in trouble with the government. Well, but that's why. If I had been Weed Maps, I would have looked at the government and said, you know what? Fuck you. I I want to do what you asked me to do. I want to comply. But see, I want to comply correctly. So see, yeah, while you have come to me with a suggestion that requiring a license number on the site will allow them to be seen, but absent that license number, they're hidden. They're gone. Right. Since you came up with that idea, that's great, but it doesn't stop people from putting in fake numbers. So until I can write the code that validates the database of information... Oh, wait. You're, you mean the state of California didn't think about the fact that outside third parties might need access to the licensing database just for validation purposes? And how that normally works is you send them a request and they don't tell you anything about the record other than, yeah, it's valid or... Nope, it's not valid. That's it. So Which you... would still allow people to share the license number. Exactly. Well, yes, it it would. It would. But that's the minimum level of validation. What do you think happens with a credit card? Yeah, I get it. You pass it, your name, and really all it cares so much about truly is the last name. But you pass it the name. You pass it the, the city. Well, you don't even care for the city. You pass it the zip code. Yeah, it's the zip. And you, and you pass it the street with the number in the street. And then you pass it the CVV code. Well, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't even code. care. Most places don't even care about the address. And here's the thing. I put my credit card in places yes. that ask for the CVV. The only CVV thing that's required the is, the, is the zip code and the CVV. The rest of it's not required. That's just extra protection for the vendor. Right. Okay? But, More data points. But... There you go. That's all. That, so it's a similar. They would have to put into place a similar check, where it takes your last name and whatever. But let's face it, let's face it. Even this check over here that we're talking about that takes like your CVV and whatever. If Alyssa stole my credit card number and my and information, Alyssa could use my credit card, and I wouldn't even know. Well, so that's, that's, the same thing could happen with the licenses, and still doesn't prevent people from sharing. Right. Because we share credit cards all the time. Well, yeah, and there's no... Trust. Well, exactly. And there's no way to stop that. Like... But they didn't think this through very carefully. And if I was Weed Maps, I would have pushed back and been, yeah, I do want to comply. But I want to really comply. I don't want to just partially comply. Because then it would expose what I believe exist as weaknesses in the pl- state's plans oh, for this situation. Yeah, I believe so. Well, and by allowing the illegal dispensaries, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot because they're not collecting the tax they want to collect. Well, right. And that's why they're trying to get rid of the illegal dispensaries. Right. But they're not succeeding. And my guess is, and, and my guess is, just a guess, that if these dispensaries would make it a point of paying taxes... They would legalize they them. Would, they would find a way to give them a license. Yep. It wouldn't cost them anything. Like, if an illegal dispensary... You're saying if a legal dispensary went to the government tomorrow and was like, I've been operating for the last seven months illegally. Here's the amount of taxes I owe you. Can you legalize me? Exactly. Because, okay. 
they said that the campaign finance laws in Orange County were set up by the Board of Supervisors. And what they felt was fair was if you violate uh, a contribution limit, right? Right. And you are told that you violated that contribution limit, as long as you refund the money... Promptly. The issue, promptly, the issue is considered dealt with. Yeah, and they don't release and your they name. They don't release your name. They don't find you. Unless nothing. Then press for. Okay. I really liked that the voice of OC forced them to yeah. release those names. So, so you know, but they don't find you. Nothing. It's just you know you're off scot free. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't certain people take risks? Right, because if they don't get caught, then there's no, and that is why a certain someone we've talked about before had eight violations. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Clearly has no respect for the laws that he helped set. Not yeah. naming any names, but there's a very interesting up. Voice Google of OC it. article today. Yeah, Google it. Go to <laughs> voiceofoc.org. Um, anyway. We digress. Back to the topic at hand. <laughs> the legal dispensaries are out there and the legal, the illegal dispensaries are out there. But what I was shocked about and what I was trying to say was it took them so long to come up with this allegedly perfect system and we're seven months in and they're only just now able to get the illegal ones from being able to advertise. I haven't seen a single thing that they spent a year discussing. And if the illegal dispensaries get smart... The way that the car clubs have gotten smart that I talked to you about yesterday. They'll use social media like Instagram and Snapchat to tell people what their deals are and what their hours are and what their stock levels are on certain things. Yeah. They, they won't need weed maps for that. They'll just have their own social media following. You know what's interesting? I have not seen a single dispensary advertisement on Facebook. It's probably not legal. Which is interesting. Well. I would think you'd be able to advertise in the states where it's legal. I was going to just say, the thing that I would think they would probably have to work on is forcing it to be regionalized. You know, if you pick that it's a marijuana ad, suddenly it has to come up with, all right, this has to be a regionalized ad. What region are you going to put it in? They'd have to validate you like they do for political ads. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. (sighs) It's an interesting it's an interesting concept though because like seriously um I think that uh people will go wherever it's the cheapest. Yeah, so, and I think the government is trying to as not the government, allow them what you to have know. to do is but what you have to do is you have to make it cuz here's my opinion, all right? I think that people say that Legalizing marijuana never works in the way that people want because what happens is the dispensaries were selling, the illegal dispensaries were selling the, say they were selling weed for $30 for an eighth. Okay. And then these taxes come in and they have to pay licensing fees, right? So now they charge $35 for the eighth. Because they got to pay the licensing fees. The illegal places and then for thirty, and then and then they have to pay pay taxes on stuff. Okay, and so that's all based off of a percentage of the flat fee. So since the flat fee went up by five dollars, you're going to pay 
a little a percentage of that five dollars in taxes. But the long story short is, I still say people would want to be want it to be legal. You know why? Because yeah, they're going to the black market and they're buying from people on the black market. But the black market people are taking a big risk. But so are you because you don't know what's in there, whether anything else other than marijuana is in there, and you're buying from an, an unknown quantity. The places that aren't getting licensed aren't doing it because they don't want to charge the crazy taxes and they don't want to um, pay the licensing fee because they say they would be forced to raise their prices of their product. And I disagree because I think they would at least double how many people shop there if they were legal and they could advertise. And so by doing that, you don't the volume makes up. For the extra money you have to pay for a license. I honestly think California's big mistake was not offering... It's the same thing we say about immigration. How the government should offer a path to path to permanent residence or path to citizenship. Yeah, here you go. You a, a license is going to cost $100,000 for five years. But we're going to charge you twenty. Because you're an already established dispensary. You already have your building. You already have your... You're already here... Here's the offer. Legalize your shit. And if they don't, then stomp on them. Yeah. Yeah. Make it so it's you make it so it's almost impossible not to. And let's face it, with a marijuana business, hundred thousand dollars sounds like a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. It's like one day's if that. And for some places. Yeah, if that. I mean they make tons of cash. You think the average person who goes in there probably spends one to two hundred dollars? Yeah, easily. And there's hundreds of people going through there in a day. If ten we pe- drove past one once and it had the line out the door. If ten people went in there in fifteen minutes, that's a thousand dollars. So that's about four thousand dollars an hour. And if they're open twelve hours a day, that's fifty grand a day right there. Just that. And that's and that's with a tiny number of people. They're yeah. they're gonna serve way more than ten people in fifteen minutes. They can serve five or six at once, most right. of these places. There was pictures of the really ritzy, ritzy one that opened up in Santa Ana when it first became legal back in January. And they had like eight people at the counter waiting on people. So if they can wait on eight people at a time, what's the transaction going to take? Five minutes? My guess is the they're clearing like 50 grand profit in a day. Yeah. After their expenses. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. After paying everybody, etc. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just sheer profit. It goes right back into their business. I don't know. I think I think that it surprises me that California got this far and just shit didn't themselves on this one. and just didn't get it. Why does in that advance. surprise you? They shit themselves on everything else too. Well, but they are usually very good, almost to a fault, about regulations. They overregulate everything, and so they figure out every angle and how it could possibly not work properly because they want to squeeze every drop of money out of you. Makes sense. They and in this case, they messed it up. They missed a lot of big loopholes. Big loopholes. Yeah. Because let's face it, if. If you insist on people being good neighbors at your store, yeah, and not making noise and not parking where they're not supposed to park and not smoking pot right outside the dispensary, etc. If you insist that they follow the rules, chances are the neighbors are never going to complain. And here's here's the more likely scenario: 
the neighbors will never complain, so the city will never bother that dispensary. So that dispensary, so can, bigger fish to so fry. that dispensary can get away with being illegal for a while. Now, God forbid, there's a robbery or some kind of incident, yeah, and they need to call the police. The cops are going to come, and then they're going to shut them the hell down. I'm surprised. Okay, okay, I'm really surprised by like the sheer number of, I don't know, illegal just just um, delivery services that you see. Why there isn't a mobile dispensary? Yeah, that just like brings you uh, almost like the almost like the old days of the traveling salesman, and he comes with a jacket, and he opens up the jacket, and it's like, bam, here's my products, you know. Less less pervy, and yeah, but more concept. likely wearing more clothes underneath the trench coat. But well, hopefully he's wearing all his clothes underneath the trench precisely. coat. Precisely. Um, but I was thinking, actually, I was thinking more like the library bus. You just like board the bus, do your thing. Hmm. Yeah. But you went a little weird there with the trench coat and the... Well... Look at my goods. I'm older than you, so I remember people coming to the door selling us, like, brushes inside of their fucking custom-made trench coat jacket. That's really creepy. Why do you think pervy people got away with wearing trench coat jackets back then? Let's face it. If it was only pervy people wearing trench coat jackets... It'd be like, oh, wait, there goes Mr. Smith. I never knew he was a perv. How do you know he's a perv? He's wearing a trench coat. I mean, if it was that simple, you wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to hide, see? On that note, sweet Jesus, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> You're out, eh? I'm out. Why are you out? What was wrong about that conversation? Nothing. I just think it's a perfect way to leave people for the evening. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye, Odie. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed this show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.